It's the Win Daily DFS podcast with your host, 12 time DFS Live Championship qualifier, four time defending Fantasy Pros home run champion, Jeremy Muntradamus Munter. It's the Win Daily DFS podcast. I'm your host, Muncher Domus. Happy Saturday to you all. Tonight, we will be tackling the Saturday seven-game slate with the one and only Jason Mezrahi. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again, Jeremy. Um, pretty exciting Friday night so far. There's already fireworks going off. Hormones are popping off everywhere. So the Saturday slate for tomorrow is going to be an interesting one. Let's jump straight into whipping around the infield. In the very first game, we are in Washington. We got Strasburg. We got Lester. We got two very strong pitchers. On paper, this sounds like it's going to be a pitcher's duel. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm leaning more towards pitcher's duel. Um, pitchers that are going to be tough to target, though, at the same time. Um Strasburg is versus the Cubs. The Cubs got power. They're scary every time you every time you got to face them. So it's not a team that I'm going to target Strasburg against. You know, I, I like it for some strikeout upside on a two pitcher slate. You want to you want to lock him in. You know, potentially if we don't see anything better coming up in these later games, Lester's going against the the weaker offense. But I was never a real big John Lester fan as far as fantasy goes. So as of right now. I'm going to dive a little bit deeper in, you know, as we get into these other games. But for right now, I think um, for the most part, I'm not going to really target these pitchers. and I won't really target these offenses, but I can see you going with either one at this point. Yeah, I mean, you have to pay a premium price for both these guys. Strasburg, 10800 Lester, 9300 on FanDuel for both. And if you're paying 9300 for Lester, you need those Ks. And while Lester's been lights out this year, it's not an easy matchup. It's a road matchup. Rendon hit a home run on Friday. That momentum can continue. But let's just continue on and find something better. We're in Boston now. We got Hector Velasquez who will open up against Houston where Corbin Martin is on the mound. The young boy threw an amazing first start. Are you seeing that magic continue against the Red Sox? I think it will continue for the rest of the season. You know, I think he'll probably be you know, somewhere in the same realm as McCullers used to be. You know, another great starter to back up Cole and back up Verlander. But in this matchup, again, um, he's a good pitcher, someone I want to keep my eye on for the following start. You know, but going into the road against Boston, the lineup's starting to heat up. Again, not a, not a pitcher I really want to target. And I really don't want to target um, these Boston bats too much. Um, I can see a guy like Devers, Martinez, and Betts can hit anybody. Moreland's been hot to start the season. So I, w- I would lean towards you know, staying away from the rookie, maybe picking a couple uh, Red Sox as potential you know, one-offs in, in your tournament lineups. But for the most part, I don't really like Martin enough in this matchup in Boston to target him. But I, I don't want to target the Red Sox on the backside. Um, when it comes to the Astros lineup, on the other hand, this is a great matchup. You'll probably be facing some bullpen here. Um, so I can see the, the Astros being one of the favorite stacks tomorrow. I think you can attack it from both sides of the plate. This lineup's been hitting deep, um, one through eight. You know, you can hopefully get some value out of this lineup. You can get some power guys out of this lineup, and you have your stack possibilities. So that's the way I'm seeing this game break down. Uh, how do you feel about it? 
Yeah, the Astros bats are definitely coming to life. The hottest offense in baseball over the last two weeks. Corbin Martin, even though he was impressive in his last start, he still comes with the pricey $8,300. So like you, I will be avoiding paying up for that on the road in Boston. I like the upside of the Houston bats, but let's see if something else sexy comes along the way. Let's go to Atlanta. Kevin Gossman, who is coming off of suspension after throwing behind Jose Arena in his uh, previous start, or two starts ago, I should say, is hosting Milwaukee Brewers. Chase Anderson's on the mound. Seems like the Braves' bat should do some damage. How we loving Freddie Freeman, who is really seeing the ball well right now. Freeman's always been one of the, the best hitters in our league. Never really got that the MVP votes because the Braves have never really been in a position when he's been on this team to really shine, you know, deep in a playoff run or anything like that. Um, both sides of this game you want to attack, maybe even a potential full game stack with Freeman and Yelich on both sides. Braun's been heating up. Um, Acuna, it's been a little bit cold as of late, but he still has that pop to, to blow up any night. Um, Kane, Braun, Mustakas, Grandal's been hot. I think you can stack this game from both sides. The kid, Austin Riley, has been hot, you know, fresh out the gate. So pretty much one through eight, one through seven on both sides of this game is it's purely stackable. Game stack. Avoid the pitchers. Attack any batter that you like. The left-hand side of Yelich and Freeman are your obvious targets. But look to differentiate here. This is going to be your, your, your stackable game. These are where most of your bats should be coming from tomorrow. So attack them as much as you can. Yo, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here and talk about Gossman because he's not a bad pitcher and he's coming off arguably his best start since his first start of the season. It was at Arizona, six innings, one earned, six Ks. Yes, Milwaukee does have some bats, and I'm not saying you should roster Gossman by any means, but I don't know if you should be all in on stacking Milwaukee Yes, you can pick and choose, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Gossman throw a nice game here just because he's feeling it. And let's not forget, this is the first time these Milwaukee bats are ever seeing Gossman. So there's potential for to be a little yeah, letdown. You know, I can see it you know, potentially being a letdown stack. If it's hot there, um, I would you know, still think they're in play. Moustakis has faced them. I know it's only seven times, but he's hit a home run versus him. Kane's three for six versus him. Um, so a couple of them have seen some of bats versus him when they've been in the AL. So um, I, I understand what you're saying, but I still think, you know, I would lean more towards the Brewers. I, I couldn't see myself pitching Gaussman myself. But, you know, let's see what else is on this slate. We have the next game that we're about to talk about. So what do you think about the next matchup with Pittsburgh and San Diego? Pittsburgh, San Diego, you got Nick Kingham on the mound against uh, Nick Marjevis. So we got two young Nicks on the mound. Kingham was supposed to be the stud for this franchise. Obviously that has not been the case this year. This could pot potentially be a start where you could throw him in if you really want to save big money because he's only 5,700. But it's not really something that is a winning strategy. It's more of a quarter GPP strategy than anything. Both these offenses are nothing in my mind. Are you, are you with me on that? Yeah, for the most part, um, it's a San Diego. It's a, it's a hit. It's a pitcher's park. Um, I'm seeing mixed reports on who the Pittsburgh starting, but it really doesn't matter to me too much. Uh, I see some, some sites on a Friday night, 
putting Brault um, starting. Some people, like you said, have Kingham starting. So we got to look at it, but it won't really change much. I really haven't been targeting uh, the Padres bats, especially when they're at home. They haven't really shown me much. Um, if it is Brault, I feel like the Padres would be a little bit better uh, with all the righties they have in their lineup with Machado and Reyes. If it's Kingham, I'm going to downgrade him a couple points because you know that righty-righty matchup won't, won't really help these Padres. I think it's pretty much a stay-away game from pitching, from hitting. Um, I think there's better spots for pitchers, and I think there's better spots for hitters. Um, so I'm going to stay away from this game. I like to X off as many games as possible You know when I'm doing my research. And this happens to be a game that I don't really see a lot of offense happening, and I don't really see you know that great of pitching happening you know, from either side as well. So it's pretty much a stay away game from a stack perspective. If you want to grab a guy like Reyes, who's been hot, if you want to try to be different with Machado or Renfro or Kinsler, I can see it. If, if Brault is pitching, if King is pitching, like I said, it's, it's pretty much a stay away spot. And from the Pittsburgh side of hitting, like I said, if you want to try to be different and get a guy like Marte and hope that he, you know, hits a double, maybe a home run to some stolen bases, you can do it as a one-off, but this team really hasn't been showing me much, so I'm going to stay away. Yeah, if Brault is the pitcher, don't forget Will Myers. Even though he's been struggling, he can take a weak lefty deep at any moment. Let's keep the party going in Los Angeles. We got the Angels, Griffin Canning on the mound against Jacob Junis. Uh, Griffin Canning, he's shown some ups and downs. Is this going to be an up or a down start for him? Um, I think this might be a place where you can try to grab your value. That's, um, Casey's been back and forth. They, they hit against some, some bad pitching. And then when good pitching comes around, they get a little bit sluggish. I think Cannon can get the win. I think there's a chance he gets the quality start. And at 6,800, seeing the other guys and the other matchups, you know, on the slate so far from, from first look the night before, this looks like your best value play of the night for me. Um, the Angels have been playing a little bit better. I said he's going to come in as a favorite. Um, on the other side, the pitching's not going to be so good. So the Angels should put up some runs, hopefully give him some leverage to be a little bit more aggressive. And uh, hopefully he racks up some Ks, goes six innings. I'm hoping he can get 30, 40 points with the win. And at 6,800, you're not going to find a better value play on FanDuel tomorrow. So, if I, if I see the need to go down and get some value, I'd rather go all the way down with a guy like Canning um, if I don't want to go to the top with a guy like Strasburg or a guy like Berrios. So it's either going to be Canning for me at the bottom and saving all that money or I'm going to try to pay up top for either Strasburg or Berrios. What? And I think I would probably lean a little more consistent with his case this year. But uh, what do you think about the matchups? Yeah, I mean, something to consider for Canning before people go too deep in on him. I do agree there is upside with those strikeouts, but he has yet to throw six innings in any appearance. And let's not forget, Merrifield, Mondesi, those two guys can get on base and create havoc. I'm with you. There's potential there for Griffin, but we'll see if another pitcher comes along. And maybe he'll come along in Seattle. Jose Barrios is on the mound against Wade LeBlanc. Uh, Barrios has been good this year. He hasn't been Cy Young worthy. Maybe in today's baseball where no star pitcher can hold an ERA under three these days. His ERA is 3.05, so he's doing nice. But the Seattle bats can hit. Can the Seattle bit bats make some magic happen against Barrios? 
Um, I wouldn't attack it. It's a it's a pitcher's park. Barrios is still scary. Um, he K's a lot of people. This this Mariners lineup in general has been kind of sluggish. Not a team that I really want to attack Barrios with. Um, Barrios is close. You know, I think Strasburg is going to get most of the ownership for for name recognition. I think Barrios is is the you know the sneaker play of the two. So if you want to fade Strasburg, I don't think anybody's going to really play Barrios with Strasburg being right there, um, who's been more consistent. So I think it's a good um, you know a good fade play, you know fading Strasburg. But again, I would I probably lean in cast to Strasburg over Barrios, um, but I don't want to really attack these Mariners. You know Barrios can get blown up a little bit. But at the same time, you can also go seven innings and get seven Ks and hold the Mariners to one or two runs. So it's pretty much a stay away spot for the Mariners. And if I want to be a little bit different, I'll play some play some Barrio shares um, just to have some variation, just in case you know Strasburg doesn't do that well. You know, you got somebody who who has less ownership, and it might work out. So you know, in baseball, some guys have great nights, and pitching can you know can dominate hitting on any given night and he's got dominating stuff. So I would maybe have like 10, 20%. If I'm making a couple lineups, I'll probably throw three Strasburg lineups out there and maybe one or two Barrios lineups. Yeah. I mean, you can't go heavy with Seattle bats and really hope for anything, but anything can happen in daily fantasy baseball. So if you really want to be a contrarian person, you go with Seattle hitters. I'm with you. Uh, now, what do you think? What do you think on the backside? Um, these twins, you know, we also skipped in a game before, which we have to circle back to in a minute. Um, what do you think about the bats from the twins? You know, how do you see them matching up against LeBlanc? Um, you got some power. They've been blowing everybody up. You know, recently, Sano is back in the lineup. He's pretty cheap. Well, how do you feel about these twins? It would be a lot better if Nelson Cruz was back to play against his former team, but he is on the injured list. There's definitely potential here because Wade LeBlanc is probably a pitcher who doesn't belong in the major leagues, more or less. He's not going to overpower anyone. Jonathan Scope, uh, 2,700 second base, can hit that sleeper home run for you. If I had to pick the winner of the game, it should definitely be Minnesota. So, yes, go with the Minnesota bats, uh, especially over the Seattle bats. Let's wrap it up. And just let's just, let's just circle back. You know, we, we, we skipped the Angels bats. Um, they're facing a home run pitcher. And I want our, I want our listeners to not think that we just skipped over them here. You know, I know we like canning for the win. Or at least I like canning for the win, the angels for the win. Uh, what bats do you like against Junas? Obviously Trout's there. Otani's there. Listella's having, you know, a career year here. Calhoun's down there. Your boy Pujols, you know, he's facing a righty, but home run prone pitcher. How do you feel about the angels for a potential staff? Yeah. I mean, Jacob Junis is interesting because there's points of last year where he looked like a really solid pitcher and he's shown that flash this year, but this is a matchup where he's on the road. The angels are hitting the ball. Listella, like you mentioned is on fire right now. So yes, there's definitely good sleeper potential. And I'm glad that we circled back to the angels bats. Trout seems like a must play here. Anyone else you throw besides Trout and Listella? Um, I think Otani is going to be somewhat popular. You know, I don't know if I'm going to end up with him. Um, he's getting a little bit more expensive now, 3600 So I'd probably stay away from him. It'd kind of be I'd play Otani in a stack. 
um, but I wouldn't play him by himself. Trout, you can always play by himself. Listella is is interesting. I don't know if I'm going to have him or not tomorrow. Um, there's some other third basements, and he's getting expensive, but he's at the top of the lineup. He's been hitting the cover off the ball. Um, but there's other guys, like we mentioned earlier, you know, Bregman's right there, Rendon's there, Donaldson's in a decent matchup, Mustakas in a decent matchup. So he's in that upper range. Now, I'd like to see a guy like Lucella at 2,600, 2,700, but, you know, at 3,600, if he's in my stack, you know, if I do stack this team up, I would definitely go with Lucella, Trout, Otani, and then I would make a decision between Simmons, Pujols, or Calhoun, or maybe even Goodwin, you know, as a cheap, you know, um, low-owned player on the bottom of the stack that kind of rounds out your stack from the bottom to be a little bit different. But, you know, I don't see too many people stacking up these Angels anyway, so... You know, one through four or one through five is probably your best bet, depending on where Calhoun bats in that lineup. Yeah, surprising, LaStella, $3,600. Who would have thought that would happen this preseason? Definitely not me, brother. So let's go to Arizona for the last game of the night. We got Zach Godley and Madison Bumgarner. Godley, last time he pitched, he only went through the lineup once. He made you something similar. He's $5,800. Are you going to take a chance that Godley goes five or six innings? See, the this, this San Francisco lineup does not scare me at all, um, but Godley does. So it's a tough equation here from both sides. You got Bumgarner. I don't even know who's going to win this game. Bumgarner's been all over the place. He gets the strikeouts, and he has his one bad inning. He's not really putting everything together. Um Three earned runs, three earned runs, five earned runs, one earned run, four earned runs. He's getting the Ks. I would have to think um, he's in a better spot than Godley. Um, so I couldn't see myself, even though it's a great matchup versus Giants, they've been starting to hit a little bit better. I can't really see myself, you know, going with Godley. He hasn't really been pitching deep into games at all. Two innings, one inning, two innings, three innings. So he's off the radar for me 100%. And Bumgarner is kind of interesting. Um, he's kind of in the middle of Strasburg and, and Canning. So if I, if I need some savings, but I don't want to go all the way down to Canning, I can see, you know, Bumgarner being kind of in the mix, but I'll probably either go all the way down to Canning or go all the way up to Strasburg is the way I'm seeing it right now. Um, cause Arizona, they're playing at home. They've been hitting well. They got a little pop from both sides of the plate with Walker Jones and Martin Escobar switch hitters. So, and Flores hits. Hits lefties as well, as well. So I'm going to stay away from Baumgartner. I'll probably stay away. Um, definitely stay away from Godley. And it's going to be a tough choice if I want to sneak in a couple, you know, Arizona bats or a couple Giants bats, hoping that they get to Godley. Uh, I wish I could maybe play Baumgartner as a hitter at this point of his career, but can't do that yet in DFS. So it's going to be, you know, for the most part, maybe a one-off type of play on either side. Yeah, I'm not in love with uh, going with any hitter in this game, nor Bumgarner at 8,600 is interesting, but there's really no difference between him. (laughs) There's no difference between him and the top four pitchers, Strasburg, Barrios, Lester, Bumgarner, all four of those guys. It's really a flip of the coin on who's going to be the top guy of those four interesting because usually there's like one or two pitchers that you know you got to have but if you're paying up for Strasburg there's no guarantee you get those dominant numbers against the Cubs and same with Jose on the road in Seattle so definitely an interesting slate 
with that, let's jump into Beast or Bust to figure out who to play. So, Jason, are you ready for Beast or Bust to see which players we should get in our lineup? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right, let's jump straight away to the shortstop. For the Minnesota Twins, Jorge Polanco against Wade LeBlanc, 4,200 beast or bust? Um, I'm going to go with bust on Polanco. I think the Twins, I mean, you know, they can get to any team. They've been swinging a pretty hot bat, hot bats throughout. Polanco's a switch hitter. I think he blows up LeBlanc pretty quickly in this game, and he starts the night off right. He's got the pop. He wants some pop at shortstop. If you're going to pay up and you'll get it with Polanco. So I'm going to go beast with Polanco. Okay. What's your thoughts? I mean, I like Polanco, but I may not roster him on every single team just because he is expensive at 4,200. He's a great player. Um, I'm going to go with one of the Mark answers and say a lukewarm beast. And let's move to the next hitter. Outfielder for the Houston Astros at $4,000, Michael Brantley, beast or bust. Brantley, I'm going to go beast. I think the Houston lineup is going to be the lineup I end up stacking with uh, Cannon. So I, I, I'm going to have Springer. I'm going to have Brantley, Bregman. And it's always tough with that fourth spot because the Astros have so many good people in their lineup. When you stack a team like the Astros, it's not going to be your normal top four pit players because they, they have more than four good players. So you have Brantley. A guy like marisnik has been crushing the ball. You got Reddick who can hit. You got Diaz now who's hitting. Correa's hitting. So the tough thing with stacking these Astros, which, you know, I've picked them on good nights and not still won big money because the guy in the six hole hits a home run or the guy in the two hole that I don't have hits a home run or it's, it's a day when I don't roster Correa. So that's a tough thing with this, this lineup. But I think this whole lineup beats tomorrow in Boston. So Brantley's definitely a beast for me. Yeah, I like it. He's in the middle of that lineup. Plenty of RBI opportunities. I'm going to say obvious beast. Next up, the second baseman for the Atlanta Braves, Ozzy Albies, $3,600 against Chase Anderson, beast or bust? Um, he's been sliding down the lineup recently, so it's something to watch for. But at the same time, like I told you earlier, uh, I like to attack the heat, and the heat's going to be in Atlanta. The ball's going to be flying out. Um, I don't get worried at all by Chase Anderson. Albies is going to be a beast for me. He's a little bit expensive for somebody who's a second baseman batting that deep in the lineup. And he's, you know, has been 0 for 4, 0 for 4, 0 for 2. He's been, you know, really cold. But I think if you have the cash you spend for him and you give him another shot in your lineup, at the same time, it's he probably won't end up in my lineup if he's at the bottom of that order for 3,600. But second base... You don't really have too many bats in in a in a in a, in a slate tomorrow second base, so I'm going to still go beast with Albies, hoping that he pops one out, he gets hot again, and hopefully he's not hitting at the bottom of that lineup if he slides up to the top. You know, 3,600 again. I'm thinking I'm going Cannon at this point, so I'm going to have some money to spend. So I'm going to go beast with Albies as well. Yeah, the matchup is definitely there. The production has not been. It's a tough one because you do have to pay up for it. I'm going to go with a lukewarm beast. There's potential, but maybe not my favorite option. Next, let's go with the first baseman for the Chicago Cubs. He's back from a back injury. Anthony Rizzo for 3,900 against Strasburg. I'm going to stay away, man. You know, Strasburg is, you know, one of the tougher pitchers in his league. He's going to K a lot of people. I know Rizzo's, Rizzo's tough. 
he he battles in in a bat. So he'll choke up. He'll try to get on base by any means possible. But I'm not attacking a guy in a pitcher's park versus Strasburg. So I'm going to go Busto on Rizzo. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, if I'm in a 25 cent GPP, Rizzo does have a lot of upside. He was swinging a really hot bat before he did get injured, and Strasburg. Likes to challenge his fastball. He thinks no one can catch up to it. But if Rizzo is feeling confident, like he has a big day in batting practice before, I could see him launching a, a very sleeper home run with very low ownership. Yeah, you have a good point. I'm predicting Strasburg will probably end up, I would say, around 40% owned, uh, maybe even more. I'm making multiple lineups. I'm making seven, eight lineups which I'm probably not going to do because that's not really my style. But if I go that deep, um, I would I would really think about a Cub stack in my last lineup just to be funny, just to be different. Not in my high price GPPs for $300 or $1,000 or $500, but if it's a $5 lineup or a $10 lineup or, like you say, a quarter lineup, um, throwing a, a, a Cub stack in can really separate yourself from the rest of the field if you're predicting Strasburg like I am is going to be 40% owned or more, that means you're going to cut out the field if Strasburg has one of those blow-up games, which he does have several times every year. Um, and if a, if a team's going to do it, it's probably going to be the Cubs or a team like the Cubs. So if you go with a Schwarber who's been really cheap, or Rizzo, Brian Baez, or even Contreras who, or Haywood, you're going to have batters who are going to be less than 5-10% owned attacking a pitcher who's 50% owned. So there's a lot of potential there to, to really break out and have a big night um, in your GPPs. And especially to hedge your Strasburg shares, it's not a bad idea if you're going to have seven, eight Strasburg lineups or $500 on Strasburg, put $5 in a, in a GPP with a, a Cub stack just to protect and hedge against your Strasburg lineups just in case they, he gets blown up. So it's a good little game theory. It's a good little strategy. Um, if you got a lot of exposure to one guy, especially a pitcher, especially a pitcher that thinks to be high-owned, to, to attack um, that team with a, with a head stack makes a lot of sense. Last but not least, for Beast or Bust, we got the outfielder. He just returned from the minor leagues to the home run his first game back. Malik Smith for $2,800 against Burial. See, it's funny, man. Uh, Malik Smith, earlier in his year, was making me money. Um, now I've been switching over to Jared Dyson, who's actually been a lot better, stealing bases, doing everything on the field, hitting with power. Uh, I like to see Malik do a little bit more at this point. Um, not going to attack Barrios, so I'm going to go bust on Malik. But you know, if you want some somebody like Malik, just keep an eye on Dyson. Maybe not in tomorrow's matchup against Bumgarner and lefty versus lefty, but the guy's been putting up points for me the last couple of days when I play two bags bags a day so i'm gonna go bust on both of them for today but watch out for dyson you know he's been cheap all year his price has been under three thousand dollars so next time he's versus righty look to slot him into your lineup that's a good nugget for the next slate in case i'm not on the podcast yeah he was uh 3300 going in today so his price is steadily jumping up after seems like six stolen bases in the last week combined so He's definitely on one. As far as Malik Smith goes, if you want to be different, if he gets on base, he's likely going to try to steal. So there's upside there at 2,800, but not a must play by any means. 
Well, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us, Jason. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. And let's just do a quick recap of the pitchers that we like. Um, from my standpoint, it's Strasburg if you want to pay up. It's Canning if you pay down. And as far as stat, the obvious one that, you know, I'm going to have my shares of are going to be the Houston Astros, you know, for an individual stack. I think they're the best on the board. Um, and then for a game stack, if you want to stack both sides, I think both these teams are playable, Milwaukee and Atlanta. And then for your sneaky stack, uh, I think the Angels are going to be slightly under-owned. So they'll probably come in as a number four stack tomorrow. And then the Twins, you know, potential as well. But the targets are Houston. The targets are Strasburg, Cannon. And then that game that I think could blow up would be that Braves game versus the Brewers. Both sides look good obviously leaning the Braves the most. So if I can make a lineup tomorrow with Braves, Astros, and Canning, that's going to be where I start uh, making my lineups tomorrow. How about you? I like the call. I like all four pitchers. Honestly, I'm not in love with any of them. I feel if you go too heavy on one, it's not the right strategy. Houston bats look good. I do like those Angels a lot, probably more than you like the – Atlanta, Milwaukee bats. I'd put the Angels number two behind Houston. Houston's just way too hot. You just got to keep playing them until they face, you know, a superstar ace. And even then you could probably still keep playing them. I agree, man. I agree. So hopefully everybody who's listened to this had a good night on Friday night and you can carry that momentum into Saturday. We skipped the day games. It's a weird slate. It's broken up into a very early slate. So we decided not to talk about it. But we want you to make some money Saturday night, entertain yourself, watch the games with your friends, try to make a couple bucks while you do it, and uh, have a good night. Thank you again, Jason. You can get his book, Win Daily, Winning Daily Fantasy Sports and Life on Amazon for 99 cents. I am Muncher Domus. Have a beautiful Saturday. Beast.